Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to another episode of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And it is a very, very special week, obviously homecoming. And we have a big time opponent coming into town, a first time opponent. And all of our listeners have been hearing about this team for actually a couple years now. And surprisingly, they are on the schedule. So we had to bring on someone to talk about this awesome ball club, this awesome program led by longtime and former NFL player coach Mike Minter. He is the play-by-play voice of the Fighting Camels, none other than Chris Haymeyer. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Hey, Corey, thank you so much for uh, having us. And as excited as you guys are, um, everyone in uh, Camel Nation is is excited as well. We wish uh, Jackson was a little bit closer. Bowie's uh, Creek absolutely. to Jackson, it, it's as far away as it sounds. But um, I, I know I know so many people are going to be are going to be watching and listening. Absolutely. You guys can expect a packed house. We have a 60,000 seat stadium and tickets are going fast. They may be sold out for what I'm what I'm told. They're close to selling out. So uh, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Looking forward to hosting you guys. And of course, it's our homecoming, uh, HBC homecomings. It, 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 it's a show. It's something different. Excited for you all to experience that. Now, I'll be honest, typically for homecoming, you know, most teams like to schedule a, you know, schedule a cupcake, a team that they can get beat pretty handily because we want to enjoy the festivities and not have to worry about the game. But kudos to our athletics director, your athletics director, for what I'm told, reaching out, talking about it. Not only did we make it happen, we made it happen on on our homecoming. So it's got to be a battle on the field based on everything we know about both teams. So we're looking forward. But this is a your program is very intriguing to us. It's like they just caught the world by storms, kind of similar to Jackson State. Obviously, we've been known in the South and in the swag, but as far as nationwide, Coach Prime comes in and now it's kind of the talk of the nation, similar to Campbell, especially when you talk about on the FCS level. So I guess if you could just get started by just talking about so far how your season has gone. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and for a little bit of history there, because you say they're, they're parallel programs in, in a weird way over the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, Campbell has just had a football team in the modern era. We had one back um, at the beginning of the last century until about the 1950s or, or whatever. But this is just the 15th year of okay. the modern history of Campbell. And 10 years of that, Corey, was FCS non-scholarship football. Wow. They were in the Pioneer wow. Football League. And so it was kind of an incubator and a great way to do it. So We've just been a scholarship FCS program for five years. Um, Mike Minter is nowhere near as famous as one of the most famous athletes of all time in your in your coach prime. But um, from 1999 until the late 2000s, uh, if you were a Carolina Panthers fan, and there are a lot of them out here, 
you knew who Mike Minner was because he was a uh, great interview with the media and he was a starter in our secondary for 10 mm-hmm. years. Those were years where Carolina went to the NFC championship game two times, went to the Super Bowl once. So he is well known around here and um, how our program, because of him, it's been a slow build, but how it's gotten on the national scene is we kind of did what you guys did two years ago when you did all the recruiting because of, of Coach Prime and what Jackson State had to offer. You were the number one recruiting class in all of FCS two years ago. Well, Campbell was the number one recruiting class in all of FCS uh, last year. They've been building towards um, this year. They have some good older players, but they have some now some uh, injection of youth of some really good guys, three-star and four-star guys that they've never had here at Campbell before. And so far, so good. Campbell is four and two. Their only losses are coming on the road at top 25 ranked William and Mary. That was a 16 point game where Mm -hmm. uh, our uh, usually steady quarterback threw three interceptions. It would have been a lot closer than that had it not been for that. And then going to FBS ECU um, for a game that that, that Campbell lost, but was Mm -hmm. in in the first quarter. So this is, again, a test of a top 25 team, most likely a better team than William and Mary. Mm-hmm. Campbell thinks with a new offensive and defensive coordinator that they have the kinks worked out, and that's why they are looking so forward to this game. Campbell's receiving votes right now mm-hmm. in the FCS polls. Obviously, if they're able to beat or hang with and make a close game to Jackson State, then Campbell would be in the FCS rankings for the first time in program history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about the recruiting. Uh, we, Jackson State was number one in recruiting. And here comes Campbell. So we I'll be honest, we thought we had the FCC recruiting scene on lock as far as holding down that number one spot. Here comes Campbell out of nowhere. So we're looking like, wait a minute, what, what is going on here? So I, I talk about, the, you know, you guys have a loaded roster, you know, 10 players voted to the 2020 Big South preseason all-conference team. Talk about how Coach Mike Mentor has been able to assemble such a collection of talent. Now, we'll get into some individual names later. But Coach yep. Mentor and his staff have done an exceptional exceptional job of building the program. I think there's double-digit three-star or higher commits already for the 2023 20, uh, class. Yeah, well, um, Coach Minter can can get in a lot of doors just because he is a he is a well-known NFL guy mm-hmm. in, in this part of the country. But they had an amazing plan to get the number one uh, FCS re- recruiting class. Before last year, they didn't get within the top 50. In, mm-hmm. in FCS. And what Coach Minner did was now that they were a scholarship program, he know he needed more talent. He went into his coaches. Just imagine this. A year and a half ago, he went into his coaching staff and says, I want the number one recruiting class in all of FCS. That was mm-hmm. the challenge that he, had he brought to his guys and his recruiters. And he had a had a fantastic plan. What they did was it didn't matter if you were a three star, a four star or a five star. If we thought they fit, the Campbell program, they went mm-hmm. after them. Whether they were in California, North Carolina, Florida, New York, in the Midwest, they went after them. And with the transfer portal, as you know, and and as we have seen around the country, hey, the, the Power Five, even the group of fives, they would rather take their chances on a guy that was, let's say you're a Power Five program in the Big sure. Ten. You're, you're going to take the all-conference uh, running back who was, who was at the MAC last year other than maybe the four star that's from that's from right down the street in in Columbus. So a lot of these power fives and group of fives who had been on these three and four stars early, they they kind of pulled back after after they got some transfers mm. and and there was Campbell who had been with these guys from the very beginning. Mike Minner said, "Hey, much like Prime did, I've been in the NFL, I have connections, I know what it looks like to be an NFL player and what it mm. takes. You come here to Campbell, We'll get the scouts to come see you. We will get you into an NFL camp. And he said, you know what? 
you can you can go down the road to the to, to the South Carolinas and, and the mm-hmm. Clemson's and to the places and, and, and be another part of, uh, of many banners hanging up. Or you can come mm-hmm. to Campbell and do something that's never been done before. And that's go to the FCS playoffs and win a mm-hmm. conference title. So he was on guys early. He sold guys on you can get to the NFL from Campbell. And why don't you come here and start something amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, you know, we follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, we follow college football recruiting uh, very closely. Obviously, Jackson State recruiting. We know who's been offered, where they have offers from. So, and we obviously, Coach Prime and his staff, they're offering those three, four, and even five star players. Of course, I landed the number one player in the entire country last year. But yeah. when we look at the the recruits or the, the players that we're offering this year or leading into the 2023 class, we're noticing a ton of them have an offer from Campbell. And we have a big recruiting weekend coming up. A lot of players will be there on official visits on unofficial visits so wouldn't be surprised if some of those kids already have an offer for Campbell so it'd be an opportunity for them to see I don't know if that's a good idea for us they get to see you as well but and we're recruiting some of the same guys but it's great for FCS definitely yeah yeah and and no doubt and I think you know um Prime and 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 Coach Minner both uh really know how good FCS football is. And, and again, these days you, you can get to the NFL from, mm-hmm. from anywhere. And it's like in Jackson State's history. They have proven that time and time again. You guys have, have four Hall of Famers mm-hmm. that have been through so many NFL draft picks. And I think it's great that, that guys like that, Minner and Coach Prime, are, are bringing this back and saying, hey, you can get uh, such a not only great education, but a great atmosphere and some great football at the FCS level. And, and that's why this is going to be such a fun game, because it's kind of like what you guys are doing uh, uh, down there in Mississippi mm-hmm. in the in the South. Campbell's trying to do the same thing out here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the game on Saturday, we kind of touched on this earlier, but Coach Mentor, he he has, uh, you know, it's not a secret when he speaks that he's looking forward to the atmosphere of the game on Saturday. And like I said, the HB, uh, HBCU homecoming is definitely a great experience. And he says that he can't wait to experience it for himself as well as for his team and his staff. A lot of his players come from areas that have an HBCU imprint. So uh, you mentioned you talked about it as well when we first spoke about coming on the podcast. But what's the buzz been like Campbell in anticipation of this game? Man, it's been incredible. Um, obviously, um, people know about Coach Prime and what Jackson State has done, but the but the fact that they're a, they're a top 10 team as well, um, this is really an opportunity for Campbell to see how good they are. Um, other than the FBS game against, uh, against East Carolina, this, much like you guys, this is the toughest, uh, toughest game on our schedule. Now, look, it's not going to affect you guys in conference play. It's not going to affect right. us in conference play, but, but it is a measuring stick in a year that has been uh, uh, built up for Campbell as, as their most talent in history, the, the year where they could do so many things that have never done before. This can be um, one of those games. Look, the, the, the Big South ha- has changed a lot. There's only six members in the Big South mm. this year. And mm. so winning the Big South doesn't quite have um, sure. the, yeah, the, 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 that shade that, that, that it's had before. But what it does have um, in it is the fact that, that this non-conference game can really show, okay, hey, Campbell is backing up that FCS number one recruiting class with the fact that they're going toe-to-toe um, with the best in the country. But like I said, I wasn't lying to you when I'm saying there there are some people that are going to make their way all the way to Mississippi um, from here in North Carolina. But, but but I tell you what, like everyone 
is is a buzz of, about this game. It really helps too, and that's great timing on on your guys's part. That Coach Prime was on sixty minutes after mm, all the NFL yeah. games on mm-hmm. Sunday. An incredible an incredible interview, really going in depth to what he has done there. It's so much more than football, and I don't have to tell and I don't have to tell you that. But but I think that showed the the rest of the country. Hey, maybe if you didn't know or just thought he was kind of doing this and building recruits, he has a really really good team. And so for the fact that Campbell to come in off the backs of that, this this opportunity is just golden, um, golden for the Camels. And and this is, again, just the 15th year of, of FCS football in the modern era and just the fifth year of scholarship. So, Impressive. so there, there hasn't been a lot. There hasn't been a lot of, uh, of buzz around a lot of games, but but mm-hmm. but this is the most anticipated game. In, uh, in Campbell's history. Wow. Wow. Such uh, yeah. so impressive uh, what Coach Mentor has been able to do in such a short amount of time. You know, talk about only having six teams, but still, when you want the top team in uh, the conference, expected to win the conference. So talk about the identity of a Mike Mentor team. I mean, when, when they're executing his game plan and looking like the team that he envisions, what does that look like? Well, on offense, he wants to play fast. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because, you know, as I get prepared for the – for the broadcast that we're going to do on radio on Saturday, man, the, the two offenses look a whole lot of like uh, in, in, in formation in how much that they want to um, they want to run and getting up into the line fast that this offense had a goal at the beginning of the year. They haven't quite got there yet, but they mm. want to snap the ball with 30 seconds left on the play. Yes. And there are some times that they get very, very close to doing that, much like uh, the offense for you guys are are the same the, the same way. We have a pretty darn good quarterback, too. Um, he, he's a dual threat in Haj Malik Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, many on the FCS scene have forgotten him a little bit. He had a fantastic freshman year in 2019. He was a freshman year in the Big South Conference. COVID happened. Campbell didn't play a conference season that year. They played four FBS games um, in the fall, which is a big reason that they got on the national radar as well and then and then last year he was hurt for the majority of the okay. year so here comes an an all-conference type uh, talent that has now matured he's a leader on and and off the field and he has a lot of weapons um they can go four or five deep um with their running backs all guys that can catch out of the backfield and and receiver wise they have uh uh easy anderson who who is a iowa state transfer um, he is uh, one of their main receivers. They have a lot of other good pieces, some some speed pieces. And then they have a, a, a tight end that's going to end up, if he's not drafted, in some NFL camps uh, this summer. His name's Julian Hill. He okay. blocks as well as any tight end in the country. And uh, and going into last week, he was he was Campbell's leading receiver. He's that guy that you can get in the red zone. He's that guy you can get when you need to pick up a pick up a third down offensively. They are they are really really strong and tough to stop. And defensively, much like Coach Prime, um, he was in the, he was in the secondary. Coach Minner in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, they play hard. They hit hard, and they're and they're not afraid to to, to take you on man to man. They they really will come at you. They've got a very good defensive line. Brevin Allen is a defensive end who's going to end up in an NFL training camp coming up this summer. He's the preseason player of the year. He had Corey last week. Again, against a Robert Morris uh, uh, opponent who was mm-hmm. 0 and 5 in their rebuilding. Sure. I understand who the competition is, but Brevin Allen had three sacks and an interception before halftime. He didn't even play the second half, mm-hmm. and he was a Big South Conference Player of the Year with that stat line. So Campbell Campbell is loaded and excited. You, you notice I haven't mentioned um, any of the freshmen from this FCS recruiting class, and that's what's so fun about this team. These are guys that they're bringing in that are maybe 
uh, not starters, but, but, but on the two deep, but they have that depth. So when guys get tired and, and when, and when mm-hmm. guys are, are trying to go up to that pace, here comes guys in um, um, from the backside that are three and four star guys that are, that are starting to get their feet wet and making an impact. So, so mm-hmm. Campbell finally has depth for the first time in this football program. And that's why they're winning. And that's why people are so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked about the similarities in the offenses, you know, in terms of tempo, both offenses like to play at a certain pace. I think uh, they, they rate the paces that the offenses go at from one to five with five being the highest and both are at a four. So that kind of gives you an idea of yeah. how they like to play. Uh, probably the biggest difference is the run pass ratio. Jackson State's probably 70, 30 pass. Uh, yeah, you guys are probably 60, 40 run, but you know, nevertheless, a lot of talent. And you guys are really getting it done on the ground. Overall, as an offense, averaging over 419 yards a game. But on the ground, impressive 190 yards rushing per contest and then 30 points per game. So let's go back to that junior signal caller, Mr. Hodge Malik Williams. 1,400 yards passing to go along with the eight TDs. Uh, you know, really strong completion percentage as well, 64. So it's like it's safe to say that he, you know, makes those safe throws and he's pretty accurate. But he's he looks, as I watch him, as equally uh, equally as effective on the ground, the second leading rusher on the team. So a true dual threat quarterback in my eyes. So just talk a little bit about what he can do from a, a dual standpoint. Yeah, Corey, um, you said it all right there. He he is a dual threat and he's an FBS talent. Uh, originally okay. out of high school, he, he signed to go to Army. You know, Army was uh, was running the option. Uh, he went to prep school for a year an Army prep school for a year after high school. Um, he, he liked the program. He didn't think the uh, the military lifestyle was from him. Campbell had been a team that had recruited him out of out of high school, so he called them up and he and he found a place here at Campbell. He is a dual threat, but as he has aged and gotten older and, and wiser, he will use uh, his feet at a last resort. They don't really okay. run him that much on any uh, on any planned runs because again, he is so valuable to this team, and that was what made him so. So unbelievably dangerous. He stays in the pocket. He has a huge offensive line that, that he's behind. They, they, they average 6'5", 350, which, yes. is, which is really FBS caliber. And that's yes. what, as you said, paves the way to the run game. But then Haj, he can not only stay in the pocket, he can buy time for his receivers if things break, break down. And then if things really break down, he not only can run for a first down, He's broken off in his career 20, 30, 40-yard touchdown runs, um, always keeping his his head upfield as well. So, so that's what makes him so special. He's not a run-first quarterback. He's a dual threat that can do it uh, with his feet, but, but he kind of holds that for the last resort. Mm-hmm. And going back to that impressive running game, your leading rusher uh, is Mr. Bryant Barr, 4.4 yards per carry. He's a grad student, if, if I'm not mistaken. But I uh, talk about that backfield. Is he the main guy? Is he getting the bulk of the carrier carries? Is it by committee? Yeah, um, he'll be out there at the beginning. But but Campbell this year has what they call a stable of backs. They have six guys that that they feel comfortable with. Uh, two two of the guys that are probably five and six on the on the running back depth chart um, would start anywhere else in the Big South Conference, but they have so much beef behind him. You'll you'll see Barr to start. He's had two 100 uh, plus yard rushing games already this year. Nakari Rogers is a is a three star true freshman, one of that great number one FCS recruiting class that you'll see. And then they have a hammer for the red zone, Lamaje McDowell. Uh, he wears number one. He's a big kid, 6'2", 230, a lot of between the tackle speed. And he's somebody that you'll see to come in for the red zone. So you have a couple of guys that are shifty, that can catch balls, that can make cuts. And then once Campbell gets into the red zone, they're able to hand off to McDowell, 
um, that can just kind of get you like a battering ram. And then if things aren't going well for them, they have four, five, or six that they feel pretty comfortable with as well, kind of guys that are a little smaller in size that can go all over the field. So that's why rushing-wise, um, they feel so good about themselves because they that they aren't a one-dimensional team. And, and, and hey, let's be honest, for those that don't know, Mike Minner, he was a back-to-back national champion for, uh, for Tom Osborne and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So okay. he knows about the run. If it was up to him, he would run every single play. He has too much talent to do that. So uh, especially if, if Campbell were to get a lead, which I would be, I would be very shocked um, um, if this isn't a close game coming mm-hmm. down to the wire. But if Campbell gets a lead, they can shift down uh, on the speed of that offense and they can run, run, run. Mm-hmm. And with that running game, let's go back to the offensive line. You talked about it. That really stands out immediately when you watch this ball club, the, the size of the offensive line. So uh, you guys are unlike most FCF teams in just terms of being so massive up front. I know you go six, seven at a tackle. I think you go six, eight with McClellan. Granted, he didn't play last week, if I'm not mistaken. But nonetheless, some of the biggest linemen we've seen all season and we'll, we'll see for the remainder of the season. So one thing and Coach Prime talks about this, he was asked this question. This is going to show you where we are from a recruiting standpoint. Someone actually asked him about playing Alabama like and it was a serious question so first of all just imagine that right just can you just imagine that question being a serious question and uh coach Prime said no we're not ready he said give me a year or two uh, he said because we need to uh, <laughs> right that's crazy right uh give yeah. me a couple he said give me a year uh, but we need basically in a nutshell he said we need to uh bulk up up front because that's the biggest difference between you know an FBS team or an FCS team and an F- FBS team so typically when a a SWAC school or any uh FCS team goes up up to the FBS level that's where they're kind of outmanned uh, the size and then the depth in the trenches when we talk about the skill positions we can typically compete but from a SWAC on the SWAC level even when we go up to play a, a higher team tier FCS school a lot of times we're outmanned in the trenches uh, we typically don't go to the playoffs because we have a, a celebration bowl however fam you last season they had such a great season top 25 team the only loss was to Jackson State by one point so they got a bid for the playoffs but they didn't fare quite so well so that's typically one of the things that kind of separates us so we noticed that we don't have a lot any similar opponents but you did play in NC uh, Central we don't play them but that's an F uh, I'm sorry that's a, a an HBCU a team that we could potentially play in our celebration bowl we're leading kind of leading that the pack to probably represent the MEAC so we saw you guys kind of dominate them from an offensive line standpoint so just talk about how huge that offensive line has been for you and will need to be for you to compete ultimately in the playoffs if that's where, where your goal is yeah no doubt and and that's something that coach Minner again knowing that if you are going to win a conference championship and if you're going to go deep into the playoffs which is what he wants to do that that you're going to need an offensive line like that so he challenged his guys in recruiting to to to, to go out and get some and get some big guys that that can move and he's done a great combination of of not only homegrown guys and this is for the whole team but the offensive line too homegrown guys but also transfers um, mm-hmm. You know, he's getting he's getting not only high level FCS transfers, but FBS transfers, um, power five and group of guys, guys to come here because he says, look, man, if you want to if you still want to play in North Carolina, if you still want to play in ACC and SEC country, um, but for whatever reason, it, it didn't work out like, hey, the, 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 the scouts will come and see you here. And, mm-hmm. and, and we can do that. And again, like Mike Edwards, who is a mountain of a man, six, seven, three fifty five. He, he started his collegiate career at Wake Forest. Didn't like the didn't like the coaching staff. He's from North Carolina, so he found a home here. He, he's a guy that's gonna that's gonna end up in a in a uh, in an NFL training camp coming up 
coming up uh, this summer. But but that big line is what has helped us go toe to toe. I, I mentioned it a little bit how Campbell had, like everybody did, that that disruptive 2020 2021 season where a lot of teams played in the spring. Campbell went out and played four FBS opponents um, in the fall, all on the road. All those games got on national TV. It, it paid for Campbell's um, new new locker room, which was one of the things mm. it did. But with that offensive line, Campbell lined up and had bigger offensive lines than Coastal Carolina, had bigger offensive lines than than Wake Forest. And that really opened his eyes of, hey, we can compete with these teams because we have to have the size. Again, he knows running the ball is what's going to separate you from a good to, to a great team. And, and he's been doing that. And it's, and it's such a luxury to have. And not only are they big guys, they're big guys that can move. This year, Campbell got a new uh, strength and conditioning coach, a new strength and conditioning program. They knew they were going to go fast. So these big fellas, the 6'7", 355 guys, they were running sprints and doing conditioning um, nearly as hard as the, as the skill guys. So not only are they big, they're in shape, and that's what's really helped this offense go and dominate late in game. Interesting, interesting. And, you know, of course, we've talked about the run game and the offensive line opening up those holes and that being a strength of the team. But when offensive coordinator Anthony Whedon wants to put the ball in the air, needs to put the ball in the air, who are some of the guys that Williams looks to? I know you mentioned the tight end, but who are some wide receivers as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ezariah Anderson, he was a, he, he was an Iowa State um, signee, ended up going up there to Ames for, for a couple years. Uh, he was on the radar of Oregon and Missouri, so that's the kind of talent he is, 6'5", 210, um, and he has really gotten used to this offense and, um, and, and is a great, uh, great target. Um, he's big and has, and has really good hands and can burn. Jalen Kelsey, um, speaking of NFL guys, his father was Keith Kelpie Sr., uh, yeah. a national champion back in 1996 um, at Florida. His brother played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a little bit, man. He's a burner. He's a guy that should be in an FBS program right now, but has found a home here here at Campbell. And, and Jai Williams is a Coastal Carolina transfer. Um, a guy that has been in this program in a couple years, and and he's a great speed guy and a possession guy as well. So you have three guys you feel really, really confident in, and and a tight end that can that can block and catch just about anything. So that's what that's what is so good about this this Campbell team. There's been a lot of balance, and they're having success. They've had four straight games now of over 400 yards of total offense. Um, one of those games, as you mentioned, was against NC Central. That was a top 25 ranked team, undefeated. And um, and doing really really well had beat a ranked team this year and and Campbell uh, bludgeoned him forty eight to eighteen and and that four hundred yards was also picked up against Campbell's only FBS opponent this year at East Carolina was where that streak cost so against FBS teams Campbell because of as you mentioned that offensive line that that gives their very good quarterback time and with these skill guys some that have played at an FBS level before some that maybe should be at an FBS level right now they're able to. Go toe to toe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that NC Central game, I think that's the game that really opened up a lot of eyes in terms of Jackson yeah. State fans. Now, diehard fans already knew when we saw Campbell on the schedule, we already knew. But some opponents uh, or I'm sorry, some of our fans didn't know. But when they saw you guys dominate NC Central, they were like, OK, wow, this is a, is a real team. So we talked about offensively, but defensively as well. Campbell's allowing 25 points a game, giving up about 356 yards, but a lot of nice pieces up front. 
everything seems to start with your All-American defensive end. I, I knew you would mention him before I could. Brevin Allen, you know, the Big South preseason defensive player of the year. That's a name that you hear over and over, whether you're in the stands, whether you're watching the Camels on TV or just listening to a press conference or an interview. And then there's the former highly recruited three-star defensive lineman, Paul Hudson. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's C.J. Tillman. He was a field still freshman All-American linebacker. I think he leads the team in tackles. Uh, for a four-star true freshman. You talked about those freshmen. One that's stepping up and making an impact is a safety. And he, uh, I, I think he had an offer from where you flipped him from Arkansas. So, uh, yeah. again, a bunch of names. But talk about some guys on defense that are really making it happen for you. Yeah, and we'll start right there. The, uh, the the highest rated recruit ever to come here at Campbell, Miles Rouser. And and you can tell, it doesn't matter if you're a three-star, four-star, or five-star. It takes you a little bit of time to get used to the speed of, of, of the college game. He came off the bench for the first couple games. And then in that ECU game, again, against a, a pretty darn good FBS opponent just down the road here from Campbell, um, he, he started to step up. He's a guy that in uh, in a couple of the full scrimmages in the – in summer camp, when he would get an interception, whether it was at the 20 or the 50, and he got at least one a game, he would take it back to the house. That's that's the kind of talent he has. As uh, as Coach Minner says, those stars really, really make it make a difference. So he's been anchoring the the secondary back there. They've been playing him at Rover a lot to really let him kind of move and and let his talent come up. And, and you mentioned the defensive line that has been that has been so good. So many people at the beginning of the year paid attention to Brevin Allen that mm-hmm. the other defensive end, Josh Johnson, who's a heck of a talent and who started an FBS program. He's a guy that has been getting a lot. So now um, uh, opposing offensive lines are, are having some trouble because they have two defensive end, uh, C.J. Tillman, who you mentioned, who was a All-American. Um, he is a tackling machine. Um, and he has stepped up and gotten even better as a sophomore. But again, I'll point to the fact that this being just the fifth year that Campbell has been a scholarship program for the first time in this program's history. And what's really making a difference is the defense, especially in the second half. If you look, if you look back in the, in the history of these past five years of Campbell football, you know, it's been the second half. It's been the second halves of the season where Campbell has, has fallen out because simply they don't have, they don't have enough guys and they haven't been able to build the depth through recruiting because they've only been a scholarship program for, for five years. But this is where, some of those freshmen and some of those other guys that have been developed, when Campbell goes into the two deep, they can switch out their entire defensive line and you don't miss too much. And that's saying a lot. And that's something that Campbell hasn't been able to do before. And while they're able to keep up this pace and keep up with teams and win games in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that depth is noticeable. And just when you just look at the uh, accolades of some of the players, 10 players voted to the uh, Big South preseason all-conference. We're talking about guys on offense guys on defense and special teams as well. I think that's a unit that's often overlooked, but solid, solid on special teams. But one uh, final uh, area that I want to talk, talk to you about before I let you go is the secondary. If, if I, and this is on the outside looking in. If I was yeah. looking at this team and kind of seeing some areas where we could attack, I would probably point to that secondary. Now I know, Coach Mike Mentor is a, is a secondary guy himself, so we know that he wants that unit to be on point and sharp. But just talk about the play of the secondary. Yeah, that's where the game's going to be won. Um, I'm quite quite frankly, you know it, especially with what uh, Jackson State has done has done passing wise. As I've said, they are, um, you know, they they are not a young unit, but they're a unit that's trying to trying to come 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 together but that's another place where 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 they have talent and where i think they're they're really going to step up uh aaron maddox he wears he wears number zero um he started his collegiate career at at colorado cj smith 
um, is a Minnesota transfer, and he's a guy that's been injured for most of the year. So, so the secondary is coming together. You, you, you mentioned the fantastic freshmen that are back there. Um, Harrington is one guy, and Miles Rouser, who is mm-hmm. who is the four star. They've got the two Joneses, uh, no relation, Jonathan and um, and Dimitri Jones, who are who are both two guys out there that that have been in this program for a long time. So I think because of injuries and because of a little bit of of youth, you haven't seen them come together. But but make, make no mistake about it, these two teams. Uh, measure up equally in, uh, in in a lot of the different areas uh, of the football team, but with you know your fantastic quarterback and and what he has done and what he can do w- with his arm, that's going to be where the game is won. You, you know you're not going to be able to stop Sanders, but are you going to be able to slow him up enough and stop him on third down enough where you can let your offense do your thing? I don't know. I'm. I'm never good at predicting things right. like this because you and yeah. you know how it is too when you're yeah. when you're too close to the game when you're too close to the teams teams you're thinking of something tells me this might be one of those one of those high scoring games but 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 you mm-hmm. watch Corey it'll be twenty to seventeen and come back to a, mm-hmm. and come down to a last second field goal mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised wouldn't be surprised this is again one of the this is for us this is the most intriguing uh, game on the schedule typically yeah. we're playing teams that we're familiar with we saw them last season but it's, it's just the unknown we know that this team is good and I'm sure you guys know Jack State is good but it's just time to yeah. get it out there get 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 it on but uh, on the field. And, and, and Corey, you mentioned it, but 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 let's give credits to not, not only the athletic director but the two coaches. The, the, you know, the story sure. that I've heard from, from our end is after is after uh, uh, Coach Minner um, was able to secure that number one recruiting class. He's like, you know what? Prime had the number one recruiting class in FCS last year. We have it this year. He told his athletic director. He said he, he said, hey, let's make this let's make this game happen. And they did make it happen. This wow. game wasn't on the schedule right. last right. year at this time. Right. Um, but it was, and, and they're coming in for homecoming. Um, you know, a, a lot of Campbell fans hope we spoil your homecoming yeah. um, um, a little bit. But Campbell, after a three and eight season last year, because their quarterback being being hurt, we're the homecoming opponent not only for for you all, but then we go to NCA and T next week back wow. in conference. That game could decide who wins the Big South Conference. Mm-hmm. Those are the two teams, Campbell and NCA and T, picked to finish at the top of the conference. So. When you're three and eight, you become everybody's homecoming opponent, but that might just set up Campbell to, to, to spoil a little bit. But we are so looking forward to the atmosphere. And again, um, I'm getting Campbell known on the national scene, whether Campbell can come in there and pull in the upset or not. We're already getting a, a lot of exposure. And, mm-hmm. and I personally can't wait to come and, uh, and see the atmosphere, which what we hope is going to be over 60,000, which would be the biggest crowd that Campbell has ever played in wow. front of at East Carolina. There was about 50,000 um, um, earlier okay. this year. And so uh, looking forward to hoping we can break that record and, um, and play in front of that many uh, in, in that great historic stadium of yours. Absolutely. We are looking forward to it. And uh, one final thing you mentioned, uh, Coach Mike mentioned not being as known as Deion Sanders. Well, not many people are as known as Deion Sanders, but not at all. Not at all. But but you'd be surprised. Most Jacks, a lot of Jackson State fans are very, very familiar with Coach Mike Mentor. Fun fact, he played with a former first round draft pick uh, from Jackson State, Rashad Anderson, with the uh, Panthers. He was drafted in the first round back in 2000. Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, a couple months ago, but they were uh, teammates in uh, back there in the secondary together. So uh, we tuned into a lot of Panthers games. So we were familiar with him. Definitely a name that we uh, we know about. And now as the coach, we totally respect him. So looking forward to it uh, again. Thank you for taking time out to come on. Uh, safe travels to you and everyone. We're going to host you guys and show you a great time. It's going to be a great atmosphere and hopefully it'll be a great ball game as well. 
Yeah, Corey, we're really looking forward to it. And again, everybody um, ha has been so welcoming and, and we can't wait to get there. And thank you so much for having us on to, to let you tell, tell you a little bit about the Campbell Fighting Camel. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you on Saturday. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.